0: Leaves, show his scars, and say these wounds. Old men forget, yet all shall be forgotten. For he today who sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. Got a question for you. who oh, got it better than us? No Welcome to the Big House, the CFB Nation. How are you? I'm Andy. I'm a Debbie and a C2C content creator with the league winners. I'm also the creator of the Debbie Digest. But my passion, my fandom, it's always been with the Michigan Wolverines. Let me briefly go over the pain that it's been with as being a Michigan fan. You know, the 94 Colorado Hail Mary. Tim Biakpatuka doing well, running for 313 yards against Ohio State in 95. We had to share a national championship in 97. You had the quarterback debates of Scott Dreisbach, Drew Henson, Brian Greasy, Tom Brady, losing to App State in 07, Lloyd Carr being pushed out for Richrod. the whole debacle with that, the whole Adidas situation, Shoelace, Tate Forcier, Devin Gardner, the Brady years, where he did nothing after the Sugar Bowl win. Losing in the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl in Arizona. The punt debacle of 2015 against Little Brother. The 2016 double overtime game against Ohio State. The 2018 version of that. The entire Shea Patterson experience. The 2020 COVID year with Joe Milton starting. The 10-year drought against Ohio State. I've been through it all and saw the pinnacle on January 8, 2024, 27 years in the making, national champions. So I'm not a bandwagon fan. I bleed maize and blue. So now let's get into the body of the show here. We got senior bowl announcements. So tight end, AJ Barner, he's in. Offensive lineman, Ladarius Henderson, a first team, all Big Ten, he's in. Defensive lineman, Braden McGregor, Jalen Harrell, linebackers, uh, Michael Barrett. But the two I want to talk about is the first one, wide receiver Roman Wilson. He should absolutely shine in this environment with the one-on-one drills. He should be able to show off his footwork, his lateral quickness. Now, at the next level at the NFL, he projects to be a slot receiver. Now, he can easily jump up the boards with this with the the Senior Bowl practices. He has a verified four three seven forty. He's got a 37-inch vert of 4.09 shuttle time. Coming into the season, a lot of people didn't think he earned that number one jersey, and I'm one of them, but he, he, beat, he, he showed that he deserved it. He, he balled out, had 12 touchdowns. Throughout his entire career, he's been inconsistent, but he put everything together in his final year. Now, you can argue he's a top three slot receiver in this NFL draft and possibly tw- top 12 overall. So he's someone that I'm going to be looking forward to at the senior bowl. Secondly, I want to talk about is defensive back, Mike Sanders still. Now he is someone that epitomizes the model of the team, the team, the team. He did whatever that was asked of him. He was recruited as a wide receiver and had 36 catches over 530 yards, five touchdowns was asked to move to corner to help the team he was all for it he didn't transfer out he didn't complain he worked his butt off and at the end of the day 108 tackles 15 passes deflected four sacks two forced fumbles six interceptions two defensive touchdowns named team captain and he helped seal the national championship against washington At the Senior Bowl, he should do really well, and he does project as a nickel corner at the next level. He should be able to show his footwork, keep up in the one-on-one drills with the receiver, and at the end of the day, he's going to be one of the great Michigan Wolverines. Now let's go to some NFL declares here. We have J.J. McCarthy, 27-1, helped lead Michigan to two Big Ten titles, a national champion, Now, he wasn't going to stay because he simply wasn't going to have his stock improve in that system. They weren't going to showcase him that much, so leave now. You're at your peak. He's going to be a first-round pick. I have him as my quarterback three for this draft class, and let's go a little bit about his positives here, his arm talent. He is able to make throws in tight windows. He has great Arm velocity. He's able to layer his throws, and that's what I really like about him. He's also developed that changeup. So, not everything's a fastball, it's not all bullets out there. He has very good throwing mechanics, it's effortless, makes the off platform throws, and he also throws his receivers open. He's a very mobile quarterback, and at the next level, he will truly be a dual-threat quarterback. A lot of people don't remember as a true freshman. He came in as the RPO slash Wildcat option. So he'll be able to use his feet, get out of trouble, keep plays alive. Now, there are some issues that he's going to need to resolve. He does have some accuracy issues at times. He His, his decision-making sometimes is also, also questionable. Well, we saw that on the first play. In the playoffs this year against Alabama, luckily the call came back, but there are some issues there when he does get rushed, he will look, he will drop his eyes while he's scrambling to get out of the way. And he'll, he'll go back up and try to refocus. And at times that will get him in trouble. I've labeled his style play that mavericking style where it is a little bit reckless and it's kind of that give and take. You know, he's, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna drive you crazy at times, but he's gonna make some really good throws. Now, I do think he goes at the end of the first round. I see a team trading up to get him to get that fifth-year option. So um, I do think he's going to he's on go at the end of the first round. He is my quarterback three. A lot of the people out there that have him on quarterback five to quarterback eight range. Now, let's talk about Blake Corum. He closed out his career in, in great fashion. 58 career rushing touchdowns, a Michigan record. 3,737 rush yards, 7th all-time at Michigan. He's been the heartbeat of that offense. And he's someone, when I I first saw him as a true freshman, he reminded me of Mike Hart. Now, to me, he's going to go down as one of the great college running backs. At the next level, I think he'll be more of that depth piece. Now, with the NFL going to that committee back, that's not a bad thing. You can see him... Carve out an early role, possibly get maybe five to seven carries a game, you know, try to earn his way. Kind of a Jalen Ro- Jalen Warren type of a situation. Now, I do think he's got a chance to get late day two, but more unlikely, likely probably a day three guy. Uh, let's get to his profile real quick. He's got that thick build, very instinctive runner, good short area burst. He's a good one-cut runner, excellent vision, and he is a better receiver than his profile would suggest. But he doesn't have that breakaway speed, his size, that's going to be a concern, and his pass blocking at times can have some improvement. Also, declaring his defensive tackle, Chris uh, Jenkins. He's a fifth ranked defensive lineman for Mel Kuyper. He is a 6'3, 303 pound, athletically gifted defensive lineman. He should absolutely test out of the waters. He does have some verified testing out there. He's got a 7.16 second three cone, nine feet, eight inch broad jump, and a 34 inch vert. He's a very powerful, twitchy athlete. He's a stout run defender. Eats up space. He's someone that I can easily see go in day one, if not day two. Now, we also have linebacker Junior Colson declaring. He's Mel Kuyper's third-ranked linebacker. He made an impact right away as a true freshman. He's a playmaker, a leader, finished the year with 95 tackles. He's really good in coverage, has the speed to keep up with the tight ends. He's a better coverage linebacker than a rush linebacker. So, at the next level, I do see him fitting Probably, probably be more of the off-ball linebacker. So I do like him at the next level. His speed—that's the trait that he's going to hang his hat on at the next level. We have offensive lineman Zach Zinter. He declared he's a fourth-ranked guard per PFF. And finally, we have wide receiver Cornelius Johnson. He is a 6'3", 208-pound wide receiver. He's always showed potential. To me, he's kind of similar to that dominant Peoples-Jones mold. He does have a verified 4540 in high school. So he should be able to speed that up with all his time in college and with that you know, strength and conditioning program. Now, he made his last year count, 47 receptions, 604 yards. To me, he's likely a late day three guy. Now, we do have some portal news. We have a guy coming in here, Jayshon Barham. He's a 6'2", 230-pound linebacker, very athletic. He's got long arms. To me, he's someone that's going to be more of that off-ball linebacker where he can disrupt the passing lanes with his length. As a rusher, he more fills in a gap rather than be disruptive and make play. So I do think he, ha- he has a spot. He can carve out a spot with the starting lineup. So I am interested to see how he does in spring and fall camp. Now, we don't have just all these people leaving. We do have other people coming back. And now we have Donovan Edwards. He's coming back for a senior year. and He's finally going to be the back. We saw what he can do in 2022 when Blake Corm missed time. He's got great hands, great speed, good lateral movement. What he does need to improve on is his vision. He doesn't have the greatest vision, and he's also not a very patient runner. To me, when he runs the ball, he's... He's just so jacked to get the ball that he just runs straight into his offensive line. So he needs to slow it down, he needs to allow his block to form, he needs to have the patience and the vision. And he can make himself some money next year. If he goes out and balls the way that we all expect him to, he could easily be a day two pick and a top five running back. Now, with the Debbie Digest, what I do is I cover player profiles. And each week here, what we're going to do is we're going to – I'm going to cover an incoming freshman, a next man up, and an under-the-radar guy. So the incoming freshman that I want to talk about is running back Jordan Marshall. He's 5'11", 205 pounds. He's a four-star in the composites, and he's my running back four of this class. He was the 2023 Mr. Ohio football winner. He's got great vision, very good lateral movement and quickness. He's a one-cut runner, and he has very good contact balance. So you know, he's gonna be able to bounce off defenders and keep on going to the second and third level. Now he does have natural hands as a pass catcher. He's not as good as Donovan Edwards, but he's better than than Quorum. Now he is a home run hitter, and he's not afraid to run between the tackles, and he will fight for additional yards. What I think the coaches will love about him, and what I think he'll get early playing time, is he's a very good pass blocker. Now let's take a look at that running back room. Now we'll we'll, we'll cover all these guys later on. You know during the weeks and in, in the upcoming months, but we have Donovan Edwards coming back, Khalil Mullins, Benjamin Hall, and Cole Cabana. I really do see Donovan Edwards being the 1A and Khalil Mullins being the 1B. And I really do think that Marshall can come in as that third back, fill in for depth, come in to spell Edwards, spell Mullins. And whenever there is a blowout in in the beginning of the season, he'll he'll be able to get on the field that way and show his chops. So that's the running back room. Now, the next one we have is the next man up segment here. Now, with this profile, who I'm going to be talking about is wide receiver Samaj Morgan. He's 5'10, 176 pounds. He's a three star in the composites. Now, he earned playing time as a true freshman, made an impact late in the season due to injury when he had to come in and show what his worth was. And he received those manufactured touches. He was schemed up, and he did really well. He's a very twitchy athlete. He became the wide receiver three this past season. And now, during the playoffs, the stage was a little bit big for him. We saw him with that fumble on, on, on the punt return, but a four-year Full camp for spring and fall. He's going to be the next man up. We have Roman Wilson leaving, Cornelius Johnson leaving, Darius Clemens transferred out. He's the next man up. Now, the final one we're going to talk about is the under the radar profile of the day, and that's going to be left tackle Andrew Gentry. He's 6'7, 327 pounds. He was the swing lineman in 2023. He played guard right tackle, left tackle. He was that sixth offensive lineman when when they were using the lineman eligible, that that big package. He appeared in 12 games. He was part of the 2020 class. He went on a two-year mission, so he is an older prospect. and I do like that for an offensive lineman. Now, he should be fighting for a starting role, and even if Michigan gets someone in the portal, it shouldn't matter. He does have talent. Michigan has shown that they've liked him, so I do think he'll carve out a role. Whether it be left tackle or one of the guard spots, we'll have to see. Now... I hope you enjoyed the first episode of Welcome to the Big House. I need to give a special thank you to Dwight Peoples for the intro. I've watched that probably 20 times already. I also want to thank the one and only Nino Brown for producing this. I want to thank the CFB Nation. I'm thankful to be part of the family. You can find me on x at Andy underscore fam one. And until next week, who's got it better than the CFB Nation? Who's got it better than us? No, no way! way!